Okay. When we come back about yeah. EPA's responsibilities to oversee carbon emissions here in the United States. Big deal. We got to check it out here when we come back on the Sunday Forum. You're tuned to WMNF Tampa. Don't forget to give us your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. On the other side, in the next hour, after headlines from National Public Radio News. I'm Giles Snyder. The Ukrainian military says Russia is stepping up its offensive across Ukraine despite the shelling of urban areas over the past few days. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley reports that Ukrainians remain defiant. 52-year-old Kiev businessman Andrei Kononenko once served in the Soviet military. He says in the waning days of the Soviet empire, they were paid in sugar, candy, and cigarettes. He says Ukrainians know the Russian world or Ruski Mir very well and want no part of it. They know what Ruski Mir really is. It doesn't bring you opportunities. It doesn't bring you prosperity. It brings you misery, destruction, and death. Unless you agree to cooperate and be a slave. Ukrainians, he says, see their future with a democratic Europe and the West. Eleanor Beersley, NPR News, Lviv. The latest assessment from the British Defense Ministry says Russia is reinforcing its positions in southern Ukraine following the announcement by Ukraine's leaders of a renewed push to reclaim the country's coastline. Firefighters in Europe fighting a string of wildfires this weekend amid a heat wave that's sending temperatures soaring. Vicki Barker has more from London. An unseasonable drought this spring left thousands of acres of European woodland tinder dry, and that's amplified the effects of this summer's record-breaking heat wave. Wildfires in France, Spain, Portugal, Croatia, and Greece have forced the evacuation of tens of thousands of people. Britain is under its first-ever heat-related national emergency, with temperatures forecast to reach 104 degrees for the first time Monday. Britons are being urged to stay indoors and to hydrate. And authorities are warning that everyone in the worst affected areas is at risk of serious illness or death and not just the most medically vulnerable. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. A Texas House Committee is expected to release its report today on the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. The panel has been investigating the police response. Many claim police took too long to confront the gunman. The committee has interviewed some three dozen witnesses and its report is expected to be received first by family members of the victims before it's made public. Police in Charlotte, North Carolina have a man in custody who fired off a gun inside a comedy club last night. No one was injured, but witness Serenity Sanders says a gunshot had people running for the exits. I heard that there were people running out. Um, even some of our co-workers couldn't really get in and they were kind of confused on what was going on. So it was a lot of chaos. The Charlotte Observer newspaper says a man brandished the gun as he entered the club near the city's uptown and demanded everyone leave before firing into the ceiling. Police are investigating the gunman's motive. And you're listening to NPR News. Greece's foreign ministry is confirming that eight Ukrainians were killed in the crash of a cargo plane in northern Greece. Witnesses say the plane came down in a ball of flames and exploded on impact. Serbia's defense minister says the plane was carrying Serbian-made munitions to Bangladesh. Experts are being sent to the site of the crash to determine if any dangerous chemicals or explosive cargo remains. This weekend in Guatemala, mourners gathered in rural indigenous communities to say their final goodbyes to young men who died asphyxiated in an abandoned tractor trailer last month in San Antonio. Maria Martin reports. 
A brass band played in the Highland Municipality of Nawala, Guatemala, as funerals were held or prepared in various area villages for 13-year-old Pascal Melvin Huachiac, 14-year-old Juan Wilbert Tulul, and 17-year-old Johnny Tsikin. The three were among 21 Guatemalans who died along with 32 other migrants from Mexico and Honduras when the tractor-trailer in which they were being smuggled was abandoned in the Texas heat. They had a dream, but it wasn't fulfilled, says this mourner. Authorities say some 300,000 Guatemalans each year attempt to migrate to the U.S. for a better life. For NPR News, I'm Maria Martin. One of golf's major championships is coming to a head. Today is the final round at the British Open at St. Andrews in Scotland. Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland share the lead and are preparing to tee off as the final pair later this hour. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include National Geographic Expeditions, trips with Nat Geo experts to more than 80 worldwide destinations, including safaris, cruises, and train journeys. NatGeoExpeditions.com slash explore. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. Community Conscious Radio. Hey, Tampa Bay, this is Josh Morrow from Josh, Brian, Esme's Big Gay Radio Show. WMNF is benefiting from Drag Queen Bingo with Alexis Delamere at Quinch Lounge in Largo, Thursday, July 14th at 8 p.m. That's right, Josh. This is Alexis Delamere, your hostess for Drake Bingo. Let's raise some money for WMNF Community Radio at Quench Lounge in Largo. We are the Campfire Teens from Lakeland, Florida, and you're listening to WMNF Tampa. WMNF has been your community radio station for 43 years, and we're celebrating. Come to our birthday bash at the Palladium in downtown St. Pete on September 10th with special guests, the Bright Light Social Hour. door-to-door and building a new radio station in 1979 to giving back to our community with the music and news you won't hear anywhere else in 2022. Don't miss out on this great live show with the Bright Light Social Hour, plus a silent auction and birthday cake. WMNF's 43rd birthday bash at the Palladium in downtown St. Pete on Saturday, September 10th. Grab your tickets now at WMNF.org. I'm Marcy Finkelstein, and after years of bringing you the Tuesday morning show, I've moved to Saturday. We're having a party. My new show is Words and Music, and it airs from 10 a.m. to noon. Different day, but the same mix of old favorites and new releases, plus intimate conversations with artists about their latest work. And I'd love to have your company. That's Words and Music, Saturday from 10 to noon. Right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Radio 88.5 FM with your host, Walter L. Smith II. Taking your telephone calls, 813-239-9663, or you can write us, dj at wmnf.org. Walter. Yo, we are back on Sunday Forum. It's eight minutes, eight minutes after the hour of 9 a.m., here on WMNF 8.5. Tampa on the Sunday Forum. Yeah. My busy. We got that Mob Deep, dude. Yeah, yo, <laughs> you know Mob yo, Deep, don't you? Yeah, I know that Mob Deep, bro. <laughs> Straight up. I, I, hey, listen, man. I am, if, if nothing else, I'm a jazz head and a hip-hop head. <laughs> okay. Kay? Don't test me, y'all. Do not call in here trying to test me. Okay. <laughs> Looks like we do have a caller on the line. That's we been got a waiting. caller on the line. Uh, after that, we're going to play some some brand new Kiara's. I'm, I'm trying to find the, the new song from Kiara's One, Know Yourself. You know, I love, okay. I love, yo, listen, I love Blastmaster Kiara's One. Yeah. Man, listen, bro. Since Scott LaRock, <laughs> back in the day, man, well, love them dudes, man. We always play a little bit of music that puts a lot in context. And we're looking at historical events on today. You know, that's a, that's a story out of labor history 
On July 17, 1877, riots and violence erupted in several major American cities stemming from strikes against railroads and protests of wage cuts. Mm-hmm. Strikes started against the Baltimore and Ohio and quickly spread west with riots erupting in Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and St. Louis. Nine were killed when federal troops were sent into Martinsburg, West Virginia on July 21st. And 26 were killed in the Union Depot and machine shops were burned down. So it was pretty violent response to people just looking for better wages. <laughs> Labor history is replete with a lot of violence. Including right here, right here that we remember the biggest one of the lynchings that took place. Robert Johnson here in the 1930s was over labor. He was marching to the labor temple. We got a telephone call, and uh, we're taking your calls eight one three two three nine nine six six three, putting a lot in historical context. Context here on the Sunday Forum here on WMNF. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, how you doing, man? I, 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 Pretty good. I wanted to do some fill-in on some of the... Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do some fill-in, man, on some of the historical things that you've been talking about mm-hmm. and and stuff. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. Give me a call and let me call today. Uh, first of all, you know, you were talking about uh, the, the, the Rough Riders in Tampa. And uh, that whole relationship of that Cuban, uh, the Cuban uh, revolution or the uh, the revolt back in eighteen, I mean, eighteen started about eighteen eighty six or so. I mean, just wanted to fill in and and that uh, there was a gentleman in that Spanish American War period. There was a gentleman from Tampa named I believe his name is Fagan. I think we wrote about it. That uh, was sent to the Philippines, the black yes. settlement. We talked and about he, it here on the show. You, matter of fact, you brought it up, Doc. Right, right. And I did just wanted to, to fill that in on that and it, what the significance that people don't talk about him. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other thing, but they'll talk about this guy Lawrence, whatever his name was. But anyway, there was another uh, thing you mentioned about the, the Germans uh, mechanizing. Uh, the, during World War One, the use of gas. Well, actually, you had to go back to the occupation of Germany and Namibia and uh, in, in, and in Africa, where the Nam and the Harar people were fighting the Germans. And uh, despite Germany's powerful uh, uh, arsenal, industrialized, yeah. these guys were, these guys were were putting up a fight and, and, and whipping these guys, okay? Yeah. So they began to use gas, all right? That mm-hmm. whole occupation of gas, the whole thing about the the, the, the whole persecution of the Nam and the Harar people take place. Uh, and if you go back today, there was a whole, the whole thing about the Holocaust, the whole thing in terms of uh, uh, these detention camps. And uh, concentration camps arrive now in by the German uh, uh, persecution of the Harar and the Nam people. And so, and another thing, innovation that Germany got out of that, they wanted to know, well, why are these guys uh, able to fight us? And we had all these bullets and boom, 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 and these guys are still coming. But one of the things they found out was they were eating this, or using this plant called cat. Okay, mm-hmm. and this cat gave you, you know, wind. and so the Germans, you know, synthesized it, and then you develop what we call what we call the modern day amphetamine. Okay, and the Germans uh-huh. realized, hey man, this stuff is powerful, man. If you could, if the if the Nam and Harar people could use this to beat us up, then what happens if we give this to our U two boats, our submarines, and our airplane pilots? So you got guys like Gehring who lived in. Uh, in um, who lived in Goring, who lived in uh, 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 in that part of Africa, family developers who were part of that that Holocaust, now come back to Germany. And Goring uh, was a part of the the the, the uh, his uh, the German, I think it was the Messerschmitt, uh, the whole German Air Force and stuff. But Goring was addicted to to uh, 
to these amphetamines that they were developed out of the cat plant. So was uh, uh, Adolf Hitler. So was his uh, his whole crew. That whole that's right. thing in terms of even mm-hmm. get this stuff to the SS. And this would made them better fighters. And to this day, that hall. If you go to South Africa, you know about the Nam and Harar people. They talk about that today about the getting reparations from Germany as a result of their their occupation and the and the tragedy that took place to to then. And they came to the United States in 2015 and filed a complaint against Germany because they were using the model of what happened in the Jewish Holocaust. And the United States federal courts turned them down. A lot of people don't talk about, know about these. these I'm just trying to fill in where we some, some things here. And also these same guys, these Haitian, is, you talk about this uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now there's a direct relationship to that. And what happened in Haiti in 1915? The Haitians they began to bomb these villages and stuff, and uh, these towns because the Haitians resisted the American occupation in Haiti. This was part of that Roosevelt expansionism that he wanted to. People didn't realize Roosevelt was an expansion. He went into Guatemala. He went into this is about Teddy Roosevelt. He went into Cuba. All this kind of stuff. But one of the things he did was he bombed the, the, the first use of planes, uh, uh, bombing of planes in, um, uh, using planes to bomb villages because they were developing this technology. Well, that thinking went into what happened in Tulsa. Read the article, read the, uh, listen to the, the to, there's a very interesting podcast called The Revolution. And one of the things it talks about the Haitian Revolution. And it talks about your know, things that when uh, um, the United States came to occupy during the same period, the Haiti just went into Haiti and occupied. It then developed the it used the same methodology that was used in trying to conquer Haiti. Haiti was the same thing done in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And um, we should be aware. I mean, people. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. You, you, you people, we need to hear about this part of our uh, about our history. Uh, history. Absolutely, All this stuff is well scrubbed. I mean, you, you Doc, let, me, let me just say this. Let, let me just yes, say sir. this because we do have to go on. But let, let me be clear about this point. Yes, sir. One of the things that we talk about here on this show consistently is those historical facts like this. But when you talk about it from the perspective of a medical uh, or healthcare yeah. professional, it brings a whole new dimension to what actually yeah. happen and and for you to to do that I, I i really want to thank you for saying these things because literally you know this is this is this is what i talk about when i mean when i mean when i say scholarship the importance of the scholarship of africana studies listen this is not something that that you know that people know about this, this is not common knowledge and we need to be aware of it because it can happen again mm-hmm. When, when, when they're looking at when they're looking at we talk environmental standards, right? When they look at the waters, at, at, mm-hmm. at, at, the, at the at the chemicals that are in the water right now, and the pollution is in the water. Guess what? What the biggest thing is drugs. Yeah, pharmaceuticals. When I say that, I mean ph- pharmaceuticals. Yeah. All you do, and all you do, and when you study, I mean, you're a pharmacist, and you study, you really want to know the origin of certain medications, certain drugs and drug products. Mm-hmm. This comes across all the time. I mean, it comes across the use of, of for example, of, of, of the use of uh, morphine, uh, heroin, for example, how it was developed by the German and aspirin. It was in the same uh, relationship and stuff and how it was used and also what people don't understand. You know, you, you and it's in our song sometimes. I just want to throw kind of up here. But like, for example, you ever heard a song called uh, day o day o, work all day and work yeah, all night. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you: How do you get somebody to work all day and work all night? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> dude! You got this. Yes, you got the you. Caffeine or something? Substances on them. More than that, that cocaine is a hell of a drug. Marijuana and stuff like that. Why it was so important that these things were due to to. To do to get people to 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 
to to, to work. train people to work on yeah. us. And abuse this is a part of our history. As you read about the Harrison Act, for example. You know, the Harrison, you know why the Harrison Act was narcotic act was developed? Because and there was a racial component to it. Because one of the things people were using heroin for, okay, seriously, this is a painkiller. All right, because heroin and morphine were pretty effective at treating uh, people with sickle cell. I mean, sickle cell is a painful disease. So mm-hmm. these black folk began, you know, this stuff was all legal and people were people were using it for childbirth and, and you know, all kinds of things. But the point is, is they were able to use this stuff to stop the pain of the sickle cell and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the components of the Harrison Act was if you wanted to wipe out black folk population, you, what you do is you restrict the control of these type of uh, products that they were, they were all available. Wow. To, uh, wow. There was a racial component to the to the Harrison Act in wiping out black population. People and these people were all eugenics uh, supporters. Stuff, you know, you've got to read. Oh, man, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> It's not how making up. As a yeah. you read this, you said, because remember, we, we, you think about people say heroin, heroin. But they had heroin, cough syrup, heroin, whatever it was. This, this stuff was used as a medicinal, it was a medicinal product. You know what? Very and effective at restoring uh, soldiers back into war. Doc, we're, we're going to bring. I don't understand that. You're right. Yes, but, Doc, let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to bring you on. Yes, sir. Um, again, obviously, you know, we love to have you on, man. We're, we're gonna, yes, since we are within the norms, uh, please go check out you're within the norms.com. Uh, Norm, Dr. Norman Clement, you, folks, let me tell you, I urge you to please go in and check that out. But look, but, but we're gonna bring back, uh, Dr. Norman Clement to discuss the history of these drugs and in yeah. in, yeah. in in the black community and the significance of the racial components and legislation right. that, that are out there that existed long before now that led yeah. up to much of the stuff that we that we're seeing as problems problematic issues now. So doc we're gonna we, we got we gotta go, yeah. but we are gonna bring you back so we can on the show so we can have this discussion, okay, and expand okay. on it. All right. All right. Thank you so much. You got it, Doc. Hey, and you are right. within the norms.com. Check it out. Norman, Dr. Norman J. Clement, folks. Fam, you win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Um, all right. So I said we're going to listen to that KRS1 joint, right? Yeah, you said that. All right. So we're going to do that in just a second. I want to reiterate the point that we are going to have a discussion uh, since we talked about this this point before the NPR break. We are going to have a, a discussion about these environmental standards and things that have, that have just come up through the Supreme Court. Yeah. Vote 6-3, six, 6-3, three, six, three, dude. 6-3. Mm-hmm. Okay? Come on, for the EPA not to oversee carbon emissions? If we just got finished listening to Doc talk about the drugs... And the chemicals. That right. were, this this uh, Supreme Court is not acting like a court. It's a political body. It is. And they're supporting human rights violations with this stuff, man. They're supporting human rights violations with this. And I... Well, we're gonna we're gonna listen to it, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna actually talk about it uh, here on the Sunday Forum. So right now we're gonna talk. We're gonna check out Blast Master KRS One and Know Thyself. Check it out right here on the Sunday Forum. You ready to go? Yeah. I'm ready to go. What about y'all? Y'all ready to go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm ready to go. Look, know thyself, and thou shalt know the universe and God. Hip hop. 
thou shalt know the universe and God. Know thyself and thou shalt know the universe and God. Know thyself and thou shalt know the universe and God. God is the mother, the father, the friend. Know ye not that ye must be born again? Separate the young men from the big men The young girls from the women Whatever the title fit them My style designed to open a child's mind when I spit them I only got a little bit of time to really rhyme and uplift them You see them brothers talking about that crime? Forgive them It won't be long before they words manifest and they live them Sometimes you gotta go back to the beginning to learn After 15 years I'm just beginning to burn So all my true hip hoppers that pay bills and live proper Never allow a negative thought to stop ya Correct your posture Stand upright, not uptight Awareness and wealth, not to mention knowledge of God, not college, the job, the dead. If you agree, nod your head. It's one thing to be iced out and rocked up, but what's the point if you're getting locked up? Know thyself, and thou shalt know the universe and God. Know thyself, and thou shalt know the universe and God. Know thyself, and thou shalt know the universe and God. Must be born again? Come on, come on, yo, tonight is it. We're gonna steal away together. Do these rhymes I spit. When the student is ready, the teacher shall appear. So I'm here, but are you really ready to face your fears? More money, more money, is that your credo? You've been living in a dream world, Neo. Power to the people. Nobody's equal, everybody's diverse and different. My lyric will never cheat you, my verse is gifted. So manifest what you believe is God Almighty. It could be Allah, Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, Aphrodite. It could be Come hear me, you never fear me It's like at some point in your life you're gonna have to hear me I represent them teachers, preachers coming through your speaker Manifesting another lesson to them true believers Instead of picking up our women ready to mistreat them You better get yourself a wife and kid and never leave them You better teach them, you better read them, you better feed them The system will defeat them, if you don't teach them the cops will beat them That's all that I'll be kicking quick is edutainment Hip-hop culture needed a teacher quick so I became it Instead of rhyming about my history and what I've been through in the guard within you Yo, it's one thing to be iced out and rocked up But what's the point if you're getting locked up? Know thyself and thou shalt know The universe and God Know thyself and thou shalt know The universe and God Know thyself and thou shalt know The universe and God God is the mother, the father, the friend Know ye not that ye must be born again? Reminding you that every Sunday at 9 p.m., tune into the Righteous Temple of Hip Hop. Music with a message, with the Temple Crew, and be inspired. The Righteous Temple of Hip Hop, more than just music. It's ins- oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, man. Every time KRS-One comes out with something new, it speaks volumes to what's going on in our community, man, and in the world. Listen, you talk about being iced up, rocked up. What what good is all that if you're locked up? Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Right? Directly, the, the violence the violence that you're speaking, you speak of it so much, you end up going out and doing what? Committing it. Mm-hmm. Like someone once said, it's a death style. Come on, not a man. Lifestyle. Come on, come on, man. I mean, and he speaks to the to the women. Man, do something. Come on, ladies. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You the mothers of the universe. Come on. What are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Know yourself. Know yourselves. Know ourselves, man. Focus. We need to step back and refocus and regain our, you know, our true selves. That's why learning from the past, learning from history, oh, is awesomely important. Dude. Why we do it? <laughs> hey man, that's why we do it. That's why we do it, brothers. Every Sunday, 
every Sunday right here on the Sunday Forum. Listen, man, you know, we're all working uh, work in progress. All of us are. Every single one. But guess what? You know, we got to do it. We got to stick, take that step back and recognize what's happening around us and what's happening to us and what we're doing to ourselves. Yeah. Stop being so defensive. Stop being so defensive if somebody says says to you, hey, man, get a grip on your kid at school. You're, listen, if your kid is putting your hands on another kid to beat them up, what, what are you teaching your kid? You get what I'm saying? Like, you didn't teach your kids to keep their hands to themselves, dude? What, 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 I mean, what, what is that? I don't need my kid getting beat up. I don't need my kid going, you know, going to the hospital. And I don't need your kid going to the hospital. You get what I'm saying? What, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Stop being so defensive when somebody tells you that. It, it just, just recognize you need to work with your kid. Recognize that these teachers are doing the best they can on, on many, many fronts. Respect them and help them out. On the, on the flip side, teachers, do what you're supposed to do. These are our babies, man. These are our babies. They're going to be the leaders of tomorrow. But if you don't catch them right now, they'll be these broken, these broken adults that we have to fix. And best believe, like my mom used to say, and like KRS One just said, man, listen, if you don't raise them, guess who? Guess who loved to raise them? The state of Florida and the federal government. Mm-hmm. They'll raise your kid in a jail cell. They got one waiting for them right now. Think it's a joke? Don't have your kid reading by third grade. Right, that's how they project what the jail cell numbers will be, what, how many beds they'll need in the future. Come on, man. Come on. And, but at 9.32 in the morning, you sleep. 9.32 right now in the morning, on, instead of listening to WMNF 8.5 in the Sunday Forum, you asleep. And, you, and, and and what we hey listen I don't blame you know hey listen if you worked hard yesterday whatever I get it you know everybody's gonna listen to me and you really everybody's gonna do that <laughs> right but I'm just saying man come on y'all this is your community radio station this is your show we're here to help we're here to help you we're, we're spitting knowledge we're giving you this knowledge man it's oozing through your speakers every Sunday morning Every single Sunday morning, man, and you're missing it. And stop, stop feeling like you know just because you, you, you got degrees. Hell, I got degrees. I can always learn something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on, man. I got two master's degrees. So what? The hell does that mean? I got knowledge. I got knowledge from somebody else that I'm kicking out to you. And you're going to pass that knowledge on to somebody else. Right, right. Come on. Come on, y'all. It takes a village. It takes a village, <laughs> man. Let's get it together, folks. Let's get it together. This is what it's all about. Come on, man. Come on. Um, Listen, it is 33 minutes after the hour of 9 a.m. We just got finished listening to Beatmaster KRS-One and Know Thyself. I recommend listening to it. Listen to the song. Listen to the lyrics. Understand it. And, and I would say live by it, man. I would encourage people to live by that. I mean, that's that was real stuff he was talking. Yeah, that was real stuff. Hey, listen. So, so let's talk about this thing, the Supreme Court vote that took place last week. Six-three decision, Mabili. Six-three decision of, of the United States Supreme Court to take away the power of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, led by uh, a black man, Michael Reagan. The, the secretary of the EPA uh, to oversee carbon emissions. Taking away the power of the EPA to oversee carbon emissions. What does that mean? What right. does that mean? What does that mean to us? You think it doesn't have anything to do with you, black community? Do you think it has nothing to do with you? You're wrong. You're wrong. And we're about to tell you why. In just a few minutes. Right now, we're about to tell you why. 
But Billy, why do you think that that's, that that's important? The uh, power of the EPA being diminished? Yes. Well, it's important because it looks like, number one, it's political. Like I said, the Supreme Court has just become a political body. And the environmental issue has always been something that the right has just sort of uh, reduced to just a bunch of nuts out there <laughs> hugging trees and and caring about, you know, the waters and the air. Yeah, well, somebody's got to do it, you know. Somebody's got to care. And, I mean, we get too much carbon. If You know, any third grader who studied basic science has been told that in the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> that's right. all it was was carbon. We couldn't breathe. Right. We couldn't breathe. So if we contribute the emissions into the environment and raise that carbon level and nobody is empowered to do what needs to be done to reduce that carbon level, we're going to repeat history. That's right. That's and right. we're not going to be able to breathe. That's right. That's right. You know, ask a third grader. Did they, they learn that? They learn, <laughs> they, they, they learn it. They learn it. So, so Billy, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it several steps further, right? That is a tremendous explanation you gave. To add to that, consider this. If you listened to the show a little earlier, we had a caller by the name of Dr. Norman Clement. Uh, Dr. Clement pointed out the chemical uh, makeup of certain uh, medicines and things and what they did to our community and what they, what they do to human beings. Uh, the application of those, of those chemical substances to our community and how they were pervasive in our community. Now, let me move a step further. When it comes to environmental issues, you are talking uh, two things. One, you're talking about chemical, uh, uh, chemical applications mm. from synthetic materials and some natural materials that are not conducive to good health. In other words, they are bad for your health. You are being exposed to these things each and every day, and we are, we, black, the black community, is the closest, the closest to these things. Second closest, and right along with us, because they live in our community, Hispanic folk. Now, here we go. Redlining. What happened with redlining, Billy? It locked a lot of people out of progress, out of uh, development. That's right. It put us, it also placed us in specific places that were what designated for mm -hmm. the undesirables of this country to be placed on that land. Right? Yeah. Blighted as it could be. Absolutely. Now, once that happens, industrialized operations are placed there too, or they were already there. And just placed you there anyway, right? These chemical releases or environmental releases are, 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 are let out and they begin to create what's called a plume. That plume is the, is the migration of those chemicals outward into the air and by, by way of two, two vehicles. One is the air and the other is, uh, the other transport would be water. Mm. Okay? What do we drink? Water. water. <laughs> what do we? What should do we? Be. we say, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I just have me a Dr. Pepper. Uh, but, but <laughs> you know what I have. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but literally, you know, water, right? What do we bathe in? Water. What what do we breathe? Air. So those vital things are contaminated in concentrated levels and huge levels. And they and you drive into Tampa from the north or from the east or from the west. As you drive in, you will see the smog in the air. And you will see how heavy that smog is in East Tampa and West Tampa specifically. Mm -hmm. That happens because of carbon emissions, excessive carbon emissions from our energy companies and from other com petroleum companies and so forth, right? 
Let's take it a bit further. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was that? Well, I was just thinking about like our Channel Side district. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that's a that's an industrialized area with some smattering of neighborhoods, of housing, and we know it's a it's an area where the the ship comes in. You know, <laughs> what's the what's the quality of air and water there? Mm. Very, very good point. I'm glad you asked that question. Okay. In every opportunity, in every situation, there's what? Collateral damage, right? In every war, there's mm-hmm. collateral damage. In situations like this right here, these people are are actually, when you go out there, you'll find that in some cases, they are actually exposed to many of the dangers. They, I mean, because they can live on the water, they're willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But they do an excessive amount, or not, I say excessive, but they do cleanups, like chemical cleanups. They have programs. They pay millions of dollars for this stuff. Their CRAs on channel side have millions upon millions of dollars to do whatever they want to do to clean up. That's how they got the CRAs, because those mm-hmm. were chemical areas, areas that were contaminated, they were blighted, and they were able to use that as right. a way to get a community redevelopment agency. So they got the money, did they do it? There you go. And they did it. And you look you okay. look at, at Channel Side, they don't need a CRA anymore. They have millions of dollars just sitting right there in the bank. Yeah. And they're able to support these projects and things, right? Right. Right. So they're able to do those chemical cleanups and things and like fixes, that. Yes. And to fix those those issues. We don't have that. We don't do that. Sounds like class war to me. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Think about this for a moment. Tampa Electric Company, for instance, right? They have, they have, um, <laughs> God, dog. Dude, we are in a mess. They have chemical releases every day, right? Mosaic, chemical releases every day, right? The closest communities to their Palm River, Claremont City, and Progress Village, the oldest black community in uh, a suburb in Tampa is right there, less than 15 minutes away from Big Bend in Apollo Beach area, right? South County. Now, they're on that property, on the property there of Tampa Electric Company are 11 uh, coal ash ponds. 11. Now, <laughs> if you know what a coal ash, you know coal ash is, folks. Mm-hmm. I see, if you don't know what it is, you need to look it up. But I'm going to tell you what it is. It is the byproduct of using coal as a means to create energy for us to use to have light. Do you hear me? Okay. It is the means. It's a fossil fuel. Coal is a fossil fuel. Gas is a fossil fuel. Both of them are used in order to create energy for light. Electricity. Now, let, let me let me put that in perspective for you. When they burn this at excessively high rates, at, at, at the necessary temperatures, in order to do this, they burn these things, and it goes where into the atmosphere. The atmosphere is already already hot. Are you noticing some changes in your atmosphere, ladies and gentlemen? Everybody noticing how hot it is out there? <laughs> Are you noticing how excessively hot it, hot it is in West Tampa specifically and how excessively hot it is in East Tampa specifically? Check the differences around town. You will find those are the two hottest areas because those are known as what you call urban heat islands, UHIs. Mm-hmm. It is a phenomenon that you find all over the United States and you find it in Miami, you find it in Tampa, you find it in Tallahassee, you find it all over the place, and it is the same phenomenon all over. But but well, wait a minute, it gets worse, right? Those coal ash ponds are byproducts of having burned coal right. to produce energy, right? So in essence, what we're doing is we're paying Tico to do what? Produce hazardous materials. <laughs> and those hazardous materials are getting have have arsenic and thallium and heavy metals. Heavy metals, as everybody knows, are radio what? Radioactive. I'm not making this up. This is the truth. Read Earth Justice. Read Earth Justice and their report on Tampa Electric Company and other 
companies, uh, power companies. Look at it. I'm not making it up. The largest number in the United States, the largest number of coal ash ponds in, watch this, in a flood zone, Tampa Electric Company. In a fl- okay. What happens when a, when a, a hurricane hits? Floods. 40-foot surge hits those areas. What is, what is Tico doing right now? They are raised, literally raising, raising their plants. Their production plants, they're raising the level, the, the sea, the above sea level, to protect them from that. But they leave those ponds right where they are. Now, they have taken, they've drained, so they, that's their claim. They've drained those ponds. They call it remediation. They didn't remediate a damn thing. Because when you take the, the coal ash and you put it into a bigger pond, because the ponds that they were in already were unlined. Right, right. What, what, what are we doing here? I haven't seen those extractions of those, of those, of those ponds, of that, that coal ash, except to say there are unnamed sources, unnamed organizations, companies that are buying coal ash from them for it to be used in other ways. Now, okay. yeah. they use them in fill for, un, for for old mines. How many old mines do we have in Florida? I don't know. Huh? How many? We got a bunch of them. Can't tell you exactly how many of them. I can tell you another time, but bottom line is we have mines here. A bunch, uh, you know, have a few inactive ones. And when you do mine, you get, what do you do? You get if they got the coal if they went and got the coal ash. Do you really want coal ash? What I just mentioned to you: arsenic, thallium, selenium, all those things are heavy metals. You really want that? Really? Do you want it on your roadways? That stuff is being used for roadway fuel. No, we don't. But the question becomes: Who's policing? Exactly. Who? Exactly. And exactly. Because the Supreme Court decision. Okay, looks like the the chief justice, the right wing of the court, is is basing it on a certain a quote unquote major questions doctrine. So it, basically, he's saying the uh, court has recently well, neither the EPA nor any other agency may adopt rules that are transformational to the economy unless Congress has specifically authorized such a transformative rule to address a specific problem like climate change. And mm-hmm. so Justice Elena Kagan, she furiously dissented. She said essentially that the court is making up new rules that contradict nearly a century of regulatory law. That's right. The text of the Clean Air Act, she said, clearly anticipates that the EPA will have to deal with new problems and uses broad language to allow that. The court majority says does not have a clue about how to address Climate change yet it appoints itself instead of Congress or the expert agency, the decision makers on the climate policy. The court appoints itself as the decision maker on climate policy. So she says she cannot think of many things more frightening. You know, so you look at, you know, you talk about Tico, uh, if there's no, no, We've I've been bemoaning the the death of regulation for a long time. I mean, this is why we get sick from listeria and ice say cream. It again, say it again. <laughs> this is why we get sick. Are you listening, Black America? Are you listening, Black and Brown communities, poor people? Are you listening to what's being said here? Are you listening, Tico? Yeah. Are you listening to anything that's being said? Your ability to sell. Coal ash means a hill of beans to crap to me. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't I, care nothing about that. I, I, come on, man. I care about the fact that we're being exposed to carcinogens. Right. When's the last time that you even Ain't went to a, a community? Yeah. When's the last time you even went to those communities that are affected? Besides, watch this. If you go to their website, they brag about how they gave $250,000 to the History Museum so that we can put a black American... Uh, uh, black American uh, artifacts in there and, and history artifacts in the Tampa Museum. I don't like hearing all the $250,000. <laughs> they didn't, it didn't go to my community. Yeah. It didn't go, I, 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 we didn't see any part of that. Exactly. No. That, that goes to the History Museum. 
for the for the creation of an African American history section. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Culturally. Right. So that, so that's supposed to make us feel good. Meanwhile, let me tell you what they've done in the meantime. They have created a microgrid, a self-contained microgrid in a place called South Bayshore. South Bayshore, they've invested millions of dollars there, right? South Bayshore is only moments away from Progress Village. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the time and, and, and Palm River. So the time and money they put into that <laughs> is time and money they could have put into improving the infrastructure and the ability to put a microgrid, self-contained microgrid, in those particular areas, helping those people with their energy burdens uh. and with the exposure to what? To chemicals. Chemicals, yeah. The microgrids help. Well, I know some people are listening. There are two people on the phone right it. now. Let's, Let's see it. what they have to Let's say. Let's get it. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunny Forum. Oh, good morning, my belay. Good, good morning, Walter. What's going on, man? Hey, man. I'm just stepping out, I guess. I ain't one of them people that sneak in, but I'm just stepping out. So. All right, all right. But I've been listening uh, to a place where I can have a little bit of silence from the machinery and noise pollution. Yeah, um... I just wanted to say a little bit of stuff historically because people are really not woke to it. And I certainly appreciate you playing that KRS-One. You know, uh-huh. my, my favorite artist to expose because he was on point and knowledgeable. But uh, having to say that, I remember as a youth, when I was like 10, 11, I guess, when I recognized that they used to come through and spray for mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. Mm-hmm. Little trucks used to go through the neighborhood. Yeah, and guess what? You don't have an air conditioner, so I used to wake up on fumes, really, yeah. for real though. And nobody took his knowledge of that. Nobody said it affected me. Nobody gives a rat to ass to this day. And then Mabile, when I was on TV, you was there. We did a little thing about fighting for Malathion. I even made a little record about that. Yeah, yeah, they was dropping Malathion on on, on people here in the city of Tampa for real, though. Before all this that you talk about, Walter, now that Mosaic them, because they just took a page out of that. Mm -hmm. And and the people were saying, hey, I got a pond in my yard. Goldfish are dying. My frogs are dying all around us from the Malathion. They said, no, that ain't from that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So... So, yeah, just like you said, and it's not, it's been compounded and exponentially to the effect that people don't even recognize it. People just walk around. The small guy one day stood behind a vehicle that was just pumping out black smoke in my nose and lungs. And I said, I can't take this. Let me move. This people look crazy. You know, they ain't have no concern about the next man. They just pollute. And, and leave it off on that. I saw this the other day because I'm a environmentalist myself by nature. I saw people had built a little retention pond outside of their business. And I looked at it and said, oh, that's nice. The way they got a landscape is cute. And as I got closer and I looked into it, it was filled with some degree of water, but it had more plastics in it than even the grass. And I was yeah. appalled by that. And it, it made me want to throw up looking at that. Damn. Yeah, so when we do good, like I explained to one of my grandchildren, you do good. It has an effect right then, and then you want to make sure the other effect outside of that is also as well equal. The equation is equal. The equation is is, is solved. It's not enough open-ended like we got with pop mm. everything. Mm. So, you know, I, mm. I just want to lay that on the table like that today. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank you, Ron. We appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah, but you have a good one. I certainly appreciate the, the conversation because, like I just said, nobody said, they just said, you crazy, man. <laughs> no, you're not crazy. And, you know, no, no, I'm talking about Walter, not to cut you off, but leave it like this before I explain that. You crazy, man. You crazy, but never mind. They pumping some stuff in my window at night while I'm asleep. Right. Never mind. We had to eat all them poor quality foods in the 60s. That, wow. Uh, uh, wow. Chicken, <laughs> cow tongue, chicken foot. Wow. Uh, 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 What's the other stuff we used to eat? I used to eat them, man. I used to eat the same stuff, <laughs> Uh, 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 hog innards, all that stuff, man. Never mind all that. But you crazy, right? So who made me crazy and why was I crazy is the answer. <laughs> and, and knowing thyself, I can fix that because I see that that wasn't myself that was being, and, and, you know, that wasn't my intention. Yeah. Understood. Yo, thank you, man. 
I appreciate yeah, that. That's that's. And you carry on. I just had to sit that in there because it could be misconstrued. You know how people take what you say and run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thank you, Ron. Hey. Appreciate you. No problem. Blessings. All right, then. Next caller. Yeah, and uh, he he mentioned Malathion EPA has taken steps. This is uh, released on March eighth of this year. EPA takes steps to protect endangered and threatened species from insecticide. Mm. Uh, it will take action to protect the endangered and threatened species under the Endangered Species Act. EPA ensures that certain actions, including many pesticide registration actions, do not jeopardize federally threatened and endangered species or adversely modify their designated critical habitat. In uh, 2017, the EPA released a biological evaluation for malathion, which found the registration of this pesticide is likely to adversely affect enlisted species in their designated critical habitats. So, malathion was singled out uh, as dangerous things, yeah. and um, has to be protected. Should Those be. species have to be protected, and their habitats have to be protected. And I think that includes the human species. Uh, you would think. You would think. You would think. <laughs> but hey, let's yeah. go to our next caller here. Caller. Go ahead, Carla. You're on the center uh, Good morning, Walter. And, and hey, thanks for taking my calls, guys. This is Jarvis out of Wesley Chapel. All right. What's hey, going Jarvis. on, man? Um, not much, Walter. I just wanted to say this is really not questions. I, I just wanted to say, but it's like theoretically. Uh, and Walter, I, I'll say it to you, Walter. I, I, we all. I, I think you have an air conditioning system at your home, and and you know, and and I wanted to say if if you were having problems with it and it broke down, and would would you call the NAACP air conditioning service if we had centers throughout the country? Uh, of course you would. I, I'm, I'm just going to answer the question. For, for, I, I, I would say, of course you would. If, if, you had, if you had an air conditioner in your house, and I'm speaking to all my people out here, and your system went down, and you knew that in your, in your community there was an NAACP air conditioning service center, just like you got one eight hundred acre air, you got you got so many of them. But I'm, I'm just going to start with this one. If, if we had that, you know, I would call. I, about a month ago, my system went down. My wife and I, and we had to call somebody, cross our fingers, and pray that when they came out here, that they would be honest to us. You know, but I'm saying if there was an NAACP air conditioning system service center. We would call them, and, and most of the people out there in the sound of my voice would call them, knowing that the money was circulating back to us, and that young young black men and women, or or we would hire we would hire anybody, I guess. But knowing that that money was circulating, and that our young people were generating skills and and, and, and doing things, and I just wanted to say another thing that if you were sick, that, or if your kid was sick, or if somebody out there wasn't feeling good, and we had NAACP, um. Um, medical centers. Of course, I would call there and take my my child or my wife or somebody that I love. I would take them there. That would be my first place. I would take them. I just wanted to say that. Plus, Walter, man, I think you should run for for the NAACP. One of these presidents. One of these. <laughs> Walter, because let, let me finish this. Because the two things that I just said. Undeniably, I know that you would call those places if something went down. And, and let me say this, Walter, before I go. There's a big track thing going on right now in, in Eugene, Oregon. And they got all these black men and black women from around the country. They, they go to Oregon to run, you know, because that's what's going on in the track and field. But, but Walter, if you were the president, imagine if we had an NAACP um, stadium. And people from all over the country, and it's usually black folks, that would come there. Two, three, four times a year to the NAACP um, center to, to, to entertain us, to, to entertain the world. But they would come to, to us. And, and I want to say one more thing, Walter. Mm-hmm. The police division in this country, what happened to, to, the, to, to, to police people, a black person and a white person ride in the police car? I know I've seen it on TV, but I, I just want to know why can't we implement that? And I think when these people would pull up to to situations, especially in in the poorest poor income neighborhoods, there would be a different result when a black person and a white person jump out of the police car and handle a situation. Um, I just wanted to say that, man. And just thanks for taking my call. But have a great day, and I'll I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, man, thank you, brother. We appreciate it. 
Well, I mean, we saw we saw what George Floyd there was a black dude that was there. <laughs> I was just but, thinking that. But yeah. I mean, think I still think you know he has a, he has a good point. Hey, listen, folks, yeah. we we gotta wrap it up. Man. And now that black officer would be required to stop Chauvin from yeah. doing what he was doing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, folks, we want to thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. We hope you join us next week. Stay safe, please. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. This Joseph Walter L. Smith the second and Billy. Yeah, we are out. We'll see and you next weekend. Up next is the postmodern hoot nanny, following headlines from National Public Radio News. This is WMNF Tampa.